Fire on set. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> Hey, recruiting animal here on Jerry. Please, Jerry, uh, Jerry, I have to, I have to cut him off. He's in his car. Okay, Jerry, oh, I'm gonna. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, hold on. No, don't cut me off. Well, stop Was making noise, okay? I'm on the show Sorry. now. Okay, it's November sixth, everybody. Or, you know, if, if I was like a, a young a young guy, I would say, hey, everybody, recruiting animal here. They always say stuff like, hey, everybody, or oh, some kind of thing. I say, hi, everybody. Okay, recruiting animal here. <laughs> November 6, 2019. You know, we just had an election here in Canada, and we had a leaders debate. There's five parties. So they got the leaders, and they got them on stage, and they were yapping at each other like monkeys, Okay. If you're still allowed to say that, and, and you couldn't tell one from a, another, it was pathetic. Okay, and I also watched some of the uh, Democratic primary debates from the U.S. And you know what? I wasn't impressed by that either. They had like 12 or I don't know, 10 people on there. And here's what bothered me the most: these guys brag. I think they have to do it. They pound their chests and say, "I did that." You know, I don't mind when someone points out their accomplishments. They have to, right? But I don't like it when they boast about it. I don't like it when they boast, okay? And I wouldn't turn someone down who was qualified for a job uh, because uh, she was boasting, okay? <laughs> I don't think so, but I wouldn't like it. No! And it wouldn't count, you know, well, uh, well, I, I, anyway, I won't go on. I'm losing my track. Anyway, that said... Let re- let me remind you, let me remind you, please, that you are listening to the most hegemonic show in the recruitersphere. And Jerry, Jerry, that The recruiting animal. Thank you, Jerry. Wow, that's so great. Okay. Anyway, I'd like to thank, thank my sponsors you, animal. as well. Okay, thank you, Animal. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, PC Recruiter, my sponsors, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. Before we get going, I just want to acknowledge Phil. Phil is from London, England, and he's tuned in early today. Phil, is everything okay over there? Phil's he's sleeping. Okay. Uh, look, yeah, I went out of my way. I'm not sleeping. I just, you know, I just uh, muted you myself, so you know, I can okay. keep that off. Yeah, but you might hear some weird stuff going yeah. on. Everything okay over yeah. in England? Just say yeah. Okay, we're having an election too. Okay, is that what you want to say? <laughs> no. How's the weather in, in England right now? In London? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's too dark to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Not dark here yet, but it gets really dark. Anyway, I guess the guest wants to talk. Phil, welcome back to the show. Okay. Anyway, let me see. The guest name today, I asked him just before the show. It's Bao Lei, and it's spelled B-A-O-L-E. And he won't get mad, though, if you call him Bao Lee, but it's hard to figure out because it's only L-E. There's not two L's. You know, you should maybe change your name, consider it, Bao Lee. Have you ever thought of that, Bao? You know, I thought, I thought about that. I thought about that in first grade when my, when my, my first grade teacher called me Bao, and I just kind of stuck with that from kinder, from first grade well, all the actually, way to 10th grade. Actually, if you were in my, my uh, elementary school class, you know, we would have called you Bow Wow Wow. Did anybody do anything like that? Am I going to get... Oh yeah, I've heard, I, I've heard it all. Bow wow wow, you know, bow bob, bow bab tree. I got yeah. Bob. I got Boa. You know, you know, the bow okay. boat. Okay. You got, welcome, yeah, welcome to the show. Let's let's tell people who you are. Uh, you're an interim something or other, big shot, interim global head of talent acquisition. Is that correct? Yep, some big title. Okay, why are you interim? Basically. Why are you? What's this interim stuff? Well, I got a call from a recruiter who was recruiting for recruiters, essentially, and she said, 
you know, you, it looked like you just took a job. I was like, well, I'm a consultant for this job. I, I'm not on a full salary. And, and she said, well, it's probably better for you if you put the title interim or contract so that other companies won't get turned off by you when they look at your LinkedIn profile. Having just like, made okay, a recent well, move. Out. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So you're still in the market. Is that it? I'm still in the market. I'm still actively interviewing and you know looking at different opportunities. Um, I don't have to be this. You know, I, I'm a okay, friend you know what? Okay, I, I, I was going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question, but I, I'm going to give you a, a lesson first, okay? Pep okay. it up, okay? I went to your Twitter address, which you don't even use your Twitter. You've got an account, Baolei, B-A-O-L-E-820. Was that your lucky number, 820? Everything for you is 820. Is that a lucky number? Well, yeah, eight. No, no, that that is an alphanumeric code back in the pager beeper days, and that alphanumerically spelled out bow in in, in numeric code. Oh, boy. Yeah, anyway, when had, like, look, the but here's the thing. Okay, uh, what are your, uh, okay, let me get this out so we can get on to the show, okay? Uh, I looked, you I looked for your – what would you say? We're, we're getting nowhere, man. It's five after. I don't even – Okay, you know, I won't ask him about the pictures he posted with him, you know, playing with a medicine ball and stuff like that. Okay, you're the head of global uh, acquisition for global talent acquisition for a recruiting company. Is that right? No, it's a it's an uh, usage based insurance company. <laughs> oh, well, the research you do for each guest, animal. No, I swear, I, mean, I lost track of what I was saying. I know. Where I know he's with an insurance company, but he's the head of global talent acquisition with that insurance company. Am I right? I can't even remember what I said a second ago. Correct. You're the yeah. head of global so talent acquisition. Okay. Would you recommend a candidate who boasts? I just uh, confess that it turns me off. You know, oh, I did this. I did that. If they talk like that and pounded their chest, would that bother you? Not really. I mean, if, 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 it, if it matches what we're looking for, then I want to actually have data and specific examples told to me in stories about how they did that. Look, Bow, this is what I was going to tell you a minute ago before Jerry interrupted me. Put some energy yeah. into it, and that's why I talked about your Twitter. From your Twitter, I went to a, read an article of, uh, that you endorsed on your Twitter account, and it said it's very important for a candidate to put some energy into their presentation, okay? Don't be a nerd on this show. I know you're smart. Don't talk in a monotone. It's boring. Okay, liven it up. Do you have that message? Did you get it? Got it. I got okay. it. I love it. Okay. okay. So, so liven uh, it up, scream, uh, yell. No? Okay, so you, would you – It's the, the candidate is good and qualified, but they're boasting. You know what bragging means as opposed to just saying, you know, I did this and I did a good job, blah, blah, blah. The, their tone tells you that they're vain. Is that an issue for you, vanity? Depends on the role. I think I, I think that you know if it's a sales role, I, I definitely want to hear more about it. If it's a more of a collaborative role, like individual, like an individual contributor, like on a software team that's working on a large team, that might be an issue um, based on whatever the culture fit would be like. So, so you're you know, saying it's okay? If, if it's okay for a sales great. rep to be a boaster? Is that what you just said? It's okay for a sales yeah. rep. Yeah, because we I want to hear about their successes. I want to hear their energy. I want to hear that oh. they closed ten deals last week by by cold calling fifty okay, people. Okay, it's different. Oh, you're missing the, the point. Uh, I'm going to move on. Okay, look. If a wait, 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 wait. He's not missing the point. He's not missing the Go point. Ahead. He answered your question directly. Of course, you okay, want sure. salespeople that are they're kind of boasty, uh, you know, grandiose. They tell you what they did. They hit it out of the park. That's that's who you want in sales. You might not want that person on your accounting team. What do you mean, why? why? It's what salespeople are driven by achievement, goals, hitting their numbers, closing big deals, Money. aren't they? Yeah. yeah of you remember the last time you closed something, Animal? Didn't it make you feel good? <laughs> closed the Didn't door. you want to tell somebody about it? So, so you mean it's 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 the nature of the the job when you're when you're doing that yeah. kind of task, closing a deal. It's far more exciting than uh, reconciling some accounts, like you said an accountant right. would. So they're going right. to have a, a different feeling about what they do. Yeah, I think that's baloney. Okay, but no, at least anybody else want to get in on that? Anybody else? No? Okay. 
Okay. You don't uh, okay, see my bow. high fiving and chest thumping uh, in the accounting department after they close out the quarter. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I just no, can't picture that. Okay, there's no kill. There's no kill in accounting, right? That's Maybe that's it. Are you saying that's it? I don't no like, kill. I don't even like that. I'm not trying to take over Bow's uh, one-hour show here, but can we stop using <laughs> this kill, eat what they kill? Who, that, that phrase is one of the most ridiculous phrases I've heard in sales. Eat what they kill. Come on. Ridiculous. It sounds like or you're endorsing far, it. Far, to me, it sounds like you're like endorsing No, I'm not. I'm not endorsing yeah. the term or the attitude. It, the attitude, I yes, I you kill, are. I don't kill my customers, animal. I don't okay, conquer you slay, you my slay customers. Them. <laughs> you slay them with no, your expertise. No, not at all. I help them out. Uh-huh. Gosh. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. You're okay. out of touch, dude. <laughs> Bow. Bow, I'm coming yeah. back to you. Okay, yeah. look. here's You got another good candidate, but you find out that she was fired. Okay, you know that the guy, the CEO from McDonald's, was fired for having an affair or some kind of relationship with an indirect report. You heard about that, right? The CEO of a huge company, McDonald's. You heard about it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you can say no. I think that's pretty – Anyway, okay, hold on. You got a candidate, okay? This candidate is really good, but you find out that she was fired – for having a uh, a relationship with an indirect report, would that be an issue for you? For what company? I mean, like it, it depends on what the company, how the company's policies and rules are, are against that. In my previous company, people openly uh, engaged in relationships with one another. Some of them got married, yeah. had had children, which was great. Yeah. But I guess yeah. if, if the individual company culture allows it, then by all means. But, no, no, know, no, that's not my culture. Okay. okay, it's not what they're going to do with this coming company. Okay, let's say your yeah. company doesn't allow it, but they got yeah. fired for that at, an, at another company then. If, so if your company doesn't allow relationships, then you would not hire someone who was fired for having a relationship, even if she was a good candidate? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I would really take a look at kind of like what their achievements and like what other things that she was doing then uh-huh. then – that I mean, there's obviously reasons, right? So like, you know, like if it was just for that reason, then that would be unjust and that would be unfair. But if there was, well, you like consider it unfair. Reasons, okay. So so this can I interject? Can I interject? Yeah. yeah. How do how do you know this? How do you know that that's why this person got fired? Where are you, you getting this information? You ask. Oh, you yeah. ask her. Oh yeah. yeah. She says, "Well, I was, uh, yeah, sure, right. Point, you're like, ne- was, yeah, you're like, never going to get that." Yeah. Right. You're never going to hear that as an answer ever. Not not oh, no even. Right. You do ref- you do reference yeah. checks. If the person you will hear it as an Nobody's answer because they know that. You- what, what what world do you live not in, United dude? States. Yeah. God. Jerry, look hold on it. a second, like, Bow. Bow, look. If we don't get to you, you are never going to hear okay. this. No, you're never going to hear somebody or or a you're just never going to get that information. So, so this this, the, this theoretical scenario you're in on is ridiculous. You're never going to know it. Hey, you it happened twice a, this week. It happened twice this week. It was you big news and, that with you and a that congresswoman. That congresswoman had to resign because she had a, an affair with uh, that the girl who she was working with. Right? Oh, uh, I thought we were talking about being fired. Or terminated well, for having a relationship okay. with someone in your company. That's not what happened, it, tough guy. Man, okay. I just, you know something? I'm I'm going to anger management class right now. I'm going to find one because I'm pissed off. Okay. You, you, you I need, need to get a beer. You need to get a morning. Like a no, morning I need help right now. I I'm not too strong to admit it. That's good. I need help. Okay, bow, bow. I have a similar, a related question. You you're familiar with yeah. James Damore? Are you the guy who got fired for just for having a discussion on the Google uh, discussion boards where he said that uh, women are not as attracted to IT jobs as men? You're, do you, you're familiar with that, are you? It was big news last year. You remember that? Uh, no. I remember. I, remember no. I, I don't remember the exact article now. Okay. He had a, it's not one article. This was big news. He had a, he, he's an IT guy, and he, he had a. And it was kind of true. On, I mean, that's okay. kind of true. But, 
But he got fired. He got fired. Yeah, how, okay. how ridiculous. How ridiculous. Okay. He, he got fired. Bow, if he came to you for a job and you said, why, why did you get fired? And he said, you know, I had a discussion on uh, one of the company uh, discussion forums, and I said that women are not as attracted to IT as men. Would that be an issue for you when it came to hiring this guy? Yes, it would be an issue why? for me. Um, why? I mean, like, well, the reason why is, you know, that person's, like, thought process. Like, you know, like, why, why, is, he, why is he discussing that type of information on a company forum, though, that's read by and tracked by everybody from the compliance to the head of HR to the people's operations? You know, and, like, some of that information can then be copied out and posted out on a Facebook post or a leak so, somewhere, so, and that would cause... So you, so you are only interested in hiring people who, who live in fear of uh, being uh, clobbered and killed by the politically correct police? Hmm. <laughs> I, would, I, I wouldn't say that. No, well, that's I, what, I wouldn't that's, say that. It sounds like the, the, the guy was just kind of stating kind of a fact. has nothing to do with with anything other than reality. Mm. I mean, okay, Val, here's so, the thing. So, he did, he so, didn't know he so was going to get fired. Descend okay. on somebody and we just perpetuate mob mentality. Well, if the mob decided to eat this guy alive, why then I, screw that guy. Yeah. I'm sure, I'm, sure he's going he's to I'm sure okay. I'm sure he's learned He's learned kind of like, you know, the, the parameters around, like, communication. Yeah, he learned, you know, he learned a little too late. He learned a little too late. But he didn't know. Nobody knew. That's why this was uh, – I don't know. This was big news. I don't know how you missed it. Okay. Okay. Here's, here's one from, from Matt Charney, who's the guest next week. He says unqualified applicants don't need to be notified that they're not under consideration because if they read the job description, they'd know that already. What do you think? Unqual- I, yeah, I read that post this morning. So unqualified candidates don't need to be notified. Like, so like, let's say someone applied and they're unqualified. So in your ATS system, you don't disqualify them as not disqualified? You don't let them know. You have no <laughs> obligation to let them know a pizza driver applies for some sophisticated job. And you have yeah. no obligation to let her know that she's not under consideration. She just has to figure it out herself because if she would have read the job properly, she would have known that she wasn't suitable. What did you agree with Matt? I don't agree with Matt because we have a, a applicant tracking system that will, you know, self, you know, if you, if you bulk, if you bulk do like a bulk action to, um, you know, what we call like disqualified can't, and this gets an email out sent out that says, Hey, thanks so much for your interest in applying for this job. Unfortunately, having reviewed your qualifications, you're not going to fit for this role. Like, okay. can bulk, I, I can bulk, I can do a bulk activity for a thousand cans within five minutes. So, if, if, if okay, so Matt, 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 Matt that, is could... Matt is just being foolish then, right? Because it's so easy to do. Uh, there's no yeah. reason not to do it. Okay. What about this one? Mm. You're an agency recruiter, and I know you've been an agency recruiter. You place some people with a food company. The company yeah. is closed down by the government, not permanently because they've got some quality problems, but there's no way to know when they're going to be able to restart. <clears throat> One of your candidates who's with that company comes to you for another role. Would you place that person even if they're still under guarantee? Yeah. Well, yeah, even because if they're like, still under guarantee. <laughs> Under but like the company, the company shut down, so they can't work, so they can't, they can't. And then I didn't reach out to the candidate; they came to me. Yeah, I would have okay. reached out to them. <laughs> like, screw waiting on them to call me. They're they're unemployed because of you, man. No, you no they're not the unemployed. Just going belly up. Yeah, well, they're not called being laid off, dude. I what? I don't know what, what it's like in Canada. <laughs> When, when you're laid off down here in Los Estados Unidos, yeah. you get no pay. Uh-huh. I mean, is that is that different in Canada? Like, a, no, like you started with like, a company three weeks ago, and then they send you on indefinite paid vacation. Yeah. I'd have a hard time convincing somebody to to go back to work if they were on paid leave. 
again, these questions, man, I I need to associate myself with a little higher level discussion. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry this is a real I'm life. Sorry. That's I'm a real life situation. That's a real life situation from a member of my group. She posted. She doesn't know what to do. Okay. Oh, oh the, the the situation might be real. A company laid off some people. The 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 what do you call it? The dilemma is fake. There's no dilemma there. Call them up. Get them a job. Hold on. Yeah. Let's say you charge them tw- you charge them ten thousand dollars for that person, and now yeah. because of you, that person is not going to be available for sure when they reopen. Oh, oh shit! But they definitely like they don't know what's they don't know when it's going to be re- reopened. So like they're just That's trying to protect true. their family at this point, right? Like there's no notes like there's no notes that says we're reopening in three weeks. It's like oh we we don't know yeah, yet. Man. It's like well I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to get another job. Yeah, they're unemployed. Like they're going to go apply for EDD or unemployment insurance. Okay, that, okay, let that, me come. To, hold on. Oh, okay, what if what if then the client came back to you, pal, and said, "I want my money yeah. back." You recruited my candidate. You should have never touched your own. You no, never should have touched the. I, I, I were, I were not employed. No, 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 no. I would refer back to the agreement. That says, "Hey, this agreement stands, and it, and it, and it, and this job placement stands that says, you know, if the job's eliminated by anything other than performance, like due to company closure or government closing or whatever, that that would be in my in my agreement anyway." Right. Yeah. Oh, so, really? I've never heard of that out being in the agreement. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. I guess you're safe if you've got the, that. The, okay. gar- the guarantee, like every every one of my, if I went back to my agency and had my own agency, which I kind of do, you know, that agreement is in there. Like, if the job is eliminated, anything other than, you know, performance, like for example, you know, restructuring, quality closures, government findings, getting sued by the FBI, getting investigated by the FBI, whatever, that guarantee goes out the door. Okay. Next question. But, okay. But, and but animal, for, can I can I hold on, Can I explain something to you? When Go ahead. when you are la- when you are laid off from a company, there, there's no. What, what do you think that means? Seriously, what do you think it means? Do you think that you're still an employee? No. Yeah. When, well, yeah, okay. When, when, when so you're, so you're no off, longer you're laid employed off. there. But hold yeah, on. In this context, in this context, you know the company is trying to reopen, okay? And they want to be able to use their their current staff. It's not it's not like they were laid off. The company's going to close, okay? There's no guarantee that the company's yeah, going to close. They want to reopen. Okay, Sounds let's like move a on. Company just trying to get it together. Okay, the next. Let's move on. You know these meat companies, uh, Jerry. These meat companies, they get all these kinds yeah. of. Uh, uh, bacterial infections in the in the machinery. They it yeah. takes a while for them to get it out. Okay, it doesn't mean they're a crappy company. Some of the biggest meat mm. companies in the world have that problem. Okay, okay. there you go. Okay. I don't okay, know enough about the meat industry to really offer. Yeah, okay. Well, we've had the big scandals oh. here. We've had the big scandals here. Maybe you don't down there. Okay, Bow. Here's another one. Okay, this is from an article that again your Twitter page sent me to. It's it's about. Uh, it's about how to interview uh, someone to be a recruiter. And it says, tell me about a time when you had to sell a candidate on a job at your company. What did you say and what was the outcome? So do you ever persuade people to join when they're not, you know, when they're sitting on the fence or they say no? Yes. Can you, do you have an I mean, example that, for it? Yeah, so I was recruiting for a director of data uh, in London. And this candidate, uh, I reached out to the candidate, you know, passive candidate, wasn't looking, you know, wasn't, didn't, didn't apply to any of our jobs. Um, you know, I reached out to them just, you know, using one of Steve Levy's lines that said something along the lines of, you know, I'm not a psychic or, or something like that. So I don't know if this is a perfect opportunity for you or not, but would op- be open to having a conversation with you to find out what would, what would be. Can responds back a week later says, "Hey, thanks for your message. I get a bunch of these messages, but not like not like yours. You know, I'd love to have a chat with you. So, you know, the first 30 minutes is going to be very, you know, general, just learning more about the candidate. You know, what what's allowed them to kind of be successful, and then you know, I, I go into a little bit more about the opportunity on a high level about you know what it is that we're looking for, 
where our backstory is. Are you going to eventually you know, answer the come. question? Hey, are you eventually going to answer I'm the question? I'm telling you. I'm telling I, you the process of like what the question was. You asked me what the question was. Like how you asked me like you know give me an example. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry wants to I, say I something. Go ahead. Bow, I think Bow thought you asked, "Have you ever recruited somebody?" <laughs> yeah, I think you're and, right, Jerry. <laughs> I think you're okay, right. Sometimes, sometimes I'm able to sit here, third party, totally yeah. impartial. I'm watching this discussion. I think he misheard yeah. the question. Bow, I do too. I was talking about when you had to corner somebody and force them to sign the paperwork <laughs> because it was all on the line. You yeah. had to sweat somebody I, 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 into the job, not just friendly uh, uh, recruiting calls. Yeah, so I, that was the I, real question. I, I you know what? You know, I I did I did I did do that on on you know what mm-hmm. you know what to be quite honest I've not done any sweating anyone into a job it was always like okay. a mutual conversation. Um, yeah. Okay, never, so that was the answer from the beginning. But that. you gave me uh, sure. you gave me another question. You gave me another question. So in your okay. email to this candidate, you said. Yeah. I'm not a psychic, but I think this might be of interest to you, something like that. And you said, this guy wrote back to you. I get a lot of these emails, but this one was different. Is that, was that, is that a great line? I'm not a psychic? I, I, that's what I'd like to know now. Is that a great line? I mean, you can ask Steve, you can ask Steve Levy and, and see, and see how, how, how often that line works for him. I mean, I basically just you know, copied from one of his Facebook posts. and was like, oh, I'm going to try this out and see if it works. And it uh-huh. actually worked out for uh-huh. me. So give us the whole script. The whole script of the email. Uh, ask yeah, me. Is that, is, is that it? I'm Come not on, a. I'm, this yes. this guy's using it and having success. Okay, it's just I'm not a psychic, but I think this might be good for you. What goes in the subject yeah. line? What goes in the subject um, line? The subject line goes something along the lines of you know, looking for this role or may I contact you about this opportunity. Okay, it's well, very that's sort of bland. How come? Uh, how co- is there anything sexier you could put in the in the in the subject line? Like I'm not a psychic. Why not put that right into the su- subject line? I don't know. I mean, like I I I just uh, never was was attracted to you in these little gimmicks. I okay, just go ask Levy. And, and I, okay, I'll take it. Jerry's advice. Yeah, yeah. go uh, ask Levy. Uh, yeah. Okay. Man. Okay. Uh, Michael Michael G. Cox is here. Uh, uh, isn't he? You. Michael G. Cox. Yeah. Okay. Michael oh, G. Yeah, Cox set up. LinkedIn he, yesterday. he didn't tell us. He didn't tell us last week. He set up his own recruiting firm. He has become an agency yeah. recruiter. Okay. But the yeah. thing is, on his Twitter, he calls himself <laughs> El Padron or something like that. It sounds like you're a narco <laughs> guy from Mexico. I mean, El Padron. What's that? <laughs> it means the boss, basically. Um, no, uh, Richard Baird used to call me that when he when he worked for me. So that kind of stuck uh-huh. in my brain. Oh, I'll call you that, El Padron. Uh, I don't mind, El Padron. Patron. Okay. okay. Patron. Like the like the tequila, basically. Oh, okay. I don't drink tequila. Okay, so I don't know anything about it. Okay, El Patron, and uh, and the company is called Zag Works. Z a g w o r x. Is that is that Mexican as well? No, not at all. And and down here it's actually Z, not Z. Yeah, I know. Okay, give me. You know, be tolerant. Okay, be inclusive. Can't you be inclusive? Okay. Yes. Hey, animal. Just for clarification, yeah. El Patron yeah. is not Mexican. It's Spanish. <laughs> just throw just tidbit. Call call it trivia. I'm just here to help. Jerry is obviously woke. I'm Jerry, woke, call the United States, Los uh, Statos, whatever, something else. Los Estados Unidos, see? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do an ad. I'm going to do an ad, okay? I'm having fun. Right. Bow, I don't know if, Bow, Bow, I don't know if you're having fun, but I'm having fun, okay? I'm having fun. Oh, I love, I, I love, I love this show. I, I love the. Okay, the, if we don't, if we don't let you talk this time, you can just come back again. Okay. Yeah, Here's totally. an ad for Hone It. Remember <laughs> last week during the show, Nick Livingston, the CEO, during the show, he sends me an email and says, "I want you to use this script." So I'm going to use it today. He said, look, recruiters, we tried all the video interview tools. And, you know, Jerry will back him up on this. But as most recruiters do, 
we came back to the telephone. Want to know why? Because phone interviews are easy. They're convenient. There's nothing to download or install, and the candidate can take the call anywhere, okay? But as a recruiter, I was tired of scheduling calls. I was tired of typing interview notes and tired of spending 20 minutes on write-ups. Honit interview technology was designed by recruiters to schedule, screen, and submit talent faster. Honit turns telephone interviews into recruiting insights. Try Voice Fist, V-O-I-C-E hyphen F-I-S-T interview technology for free by visiting Honit.com and using promo code ANIMAL10 for a 10% discount. Now, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go back to the old <laughs> script. I don't like this script, okay? What, what go is to Honit. Voice Fist? I don't know. I forgot to check it out, okay? H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Go, go there. H-O-N-E-I-T.com. Use the promo code, ANIMAL10, okay? But hey, everybody, what Honit does is it records the interview and lets you create clips for the most important questions, and then you just pass that on to the hiring manager or the hiring committee, and they can hear themselves what the candidate said, and it also turns everything into a uh, transcript, which reminds me, Mike Walford, he's a good recruiter. He wrote a, a book about recruiting, maybe two of them, I think. He uses handwritten notes. I was shocked. I was shocked. Bow, don't, don't tell me you do the same thing. Do you use handwritten notes, or do you, can you type? Bow, still on the show? Am I on the show? Can anybody hear me? You're on. He's gone. Uh, the most successful people take handwritten notes during uh, phone calls. It helps, it helps concretize. <laughs> That information in in the uh, mental lobe. Seriously. Oh, that's that's total baloney. That's total baloney because I people sitting there typing away. No, it's fact. Scientific fact. You're right. Eight eight one eight area code. The the guest dropped out. Okay. uh, Well, let's go to let's let's go to Michael G. Cox, El Patron. Uh, So you've been in business for a few weeks. Are you liking it? Is it different from uh, being a corporate recruiter? Very, very different, and this is my like my second official week doing uh-huh. sales recruiting. How's it different? Yeah, it's totally different. I'm working on. Okay, back. Sorry. Just okay. There but we're is. asking just El Patron to tell us. And, and this is something that Bal can comment on. We're asking El Patron. Well, how's it different being an agency recruiter? And you've been <laughs> both as well. So first, El Patron can tell us, and then you. Go ahead, El Patron. <laughs> Yeah, very different. I'm just doing sales recruiting and, and you know, not working on a hundred different uh, tasks or a hundred different What's it like positions. picking up the jobs? What's it, That's the only real difference. What's it like picking up business? Uh, well, I mean, this is a very maybe unique situation. I stepped out and was already, you know, having conversations with, uh, you know, doing splits and oh, some, oh, some Michael G. Cox, uh, uh, Michael G. Cox, I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to cut you off, okay? Because you mm-hmm, are not all. doing a good elevator pitch. You don't sound excited, nope. and I want you to sell yourself here, okay? <laughs> Let's go over to the guest, Ballet. Okay, you yeah, worked yeah, on yeah, agency so. and in-house. What's the difference, okay? What's harder? What's more exciting? Or are they are they the exact same? Well, they're not the exact same because as an agency or a recruiter, you are working on all projects as well, too. And then as an agency recruiter, while you have many different clients, you're still recruiting. So you're just focused on, you know, candidate generation, you know, getting out there. But if you're doing full desk, like what Michael G. Cox is doing, you're doing biz dev and recruiting. So you're, you're actively trying to, you know, diversify what you're doing for cold calling for in taking orders, right? And then... Pitching, pitching the candidate. Yeah, there's um, another non-answer for you, Jerry, that you should have interrupted. Okay, there's another non-answer. Okay, I, I should uh, pose my questions better. Neither of you guys seem I'm to sorry, like that I was, one. I, 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 was, I was parenting for a moment. I'm sorry. Oh, okay, no, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. okay. No, you know I'm, what? All, Here, I'm all set. I'm all set. Okay, here's another question, Val, from that article about interviewing recruiters. 
Describe a situation yeah. where you failed, where you failed to fill an open position. What went wrong? What would you do differently? Do you remember anything like that where you failed? You don't have to tell us. Yep, I, I, I did fail horribly. Go ahead. Go ahead. You want me to tell you about why I failed? Yeah, why am I asking? Come on, you're on a show. <laughs> well, no, I just want to make—I just want to be clear why you're asking, so I don't answer the wrong way. I mean, a, a, lo- okay, a lot of ahead. reasons why I failed. You know, we had misalignment. I had misalignment from the executive team. Um, you know, they said that the budget was approved. It actually wasn't approved. The budget changed mo- multiple times. The position changed. The position location changed multiple times. Uh, and ultimately, yeah, I think we failed because we just didn't know what we were looking for. You know, the, okay, so, I, I, so I, how I would you do it differently? Okay, you were dealing with uh, uh, terrible managers. Okay, you had the, you, had, you had a terrible manager. What would you do differently with that? How would you handle that situation? Uh, I think I would employ more of like my my, my agency background, which is to, to qualify, requalify, and follow up with like multiple emails to to ensure that you know we're in alignment with what we're looking for, and that this is the data, the, this is the information that that we're going after. Um, okay. You know, I think Why would you do of, it on email? Why, you, Amy, Amy, Amy Miller always says have a paper trail. Is that why you do it by email? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Always have okay. a paper trail. Okay, because if you get on the phone, you could put emotional pressure on it. Look, what are you guys doing to me, okay? You send me out to find people, and then when I bring back a perfect candidate, the job changed, your location changed, you don't have the budget, don't screw me. Okay, that has some uh, oomph to it, but in effect, it's no good because it's, it's, there's, you can't prove it to anybody. Is that, is that the problem, that you said these yeah, things? And the, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but did you ever, you know, back up your your your, your paperwork with a, a personal conversation to to you know make them get it that you're really disappointed with them? Well, in this in this specific one example, you know, I did have a personal conversation, and I did, I, and I you know inadvertently did it, you know, while while we're out at a pub drinking as well too. So. Yeah. Okay. That kind of alluded you know to what? I'm why tell I you failed. Something. Okay, you are smart, okay? Because the way you came up with this one, this was not your fault. I mean, this was, yeah, that's my greatest uh, failure, but it's somebody else's fault entirely. You had these managers who were stupid, okay? <laughs> that's a perfect one. I mean, you come out looking clean, at least in my opinion. I mean, there's not much you could have done. So congratulations on coming up with it, with that answer, okay? Anybody agree with well, me on you. that? Michael G. Cox, wasn't that a good example? Yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, I thought so too. Yep, I I thought so too. Blame it on the blame it upstairs. Okay, talent pipeline. Here's another question they had. Take me through the steps. Take me through the steps you take to build a talent pipeline. Do you have a talent pipeline? Yes and yes. Yep. Good question. So how do you how do you build it? Well, I would follow my candidate mapping. So, you know, it, look at the people that we've hired in the past, what their profile looks like, go out to the Internet, look at our competitors, the people, the companies in our space, um, go on. You know, I, don't, I don't think you know what a talent sources. pipeline is. Hey, a talent pipeline is an email list, essentially, where you maintain contact, you nurture your relationships. That's the technical term, nurture. You nurture your relationships with people you might want to recruit in the future by sending them ongoing uh, messages, like a drip campaign. Uh, do you do yeah. that? Well, yes it doesn't or no? have to be an no. email. I do that. Well, how do you do it then? What do you mean, how do I do it? It's just so like you said. It's always on email. A pipeline is email. No, no. Why would it be on LinkedIn? Just email? You, you've got it your can, connections. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I can do it through my connections. I can do it through Facebook and do it through Instagram followers. I can do it. You, you can do it on the telephone, too. You just call people. Who knows they're going to see it? That's too indirect. If you want to want get to know someone a good to see one? it. Want to know a what? good one? You yeah. want to know a good way? Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when, you, when you're developing uh, candidates and relationships with candidates, um, I always think that, you know, should be done on a sheet. If you color code who are excellent candidates that should always be kept in contact with and you want to market to, then they need to be 
in a repository and that repository needs to be activated and well you need to be able to you need about you need to be able to um have a time in your calendar set where you send out some literature to each of those potential wonderful beautiful talented pipelined people uh-huh did you say though you use phil that you use it for 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 clients as well so for business development, you keep you send stuff out to clients, or is this just for candidates? Um, no, that's a candidate one. I would say a client one. It's a similar, similar kind of yeah, similar kind of theory. I mean, I, I have a, I have a, I have a sheet of top thirty potential target customers. I will then follow them all Twitter. I'll get Jane to follow them all on Twitter. Uh, I'll, I'll ensure that we are uh, connecting with LinkedIn. And I will ensure that we are actually right in the middle of putting together, and that's a marketing campaign ultimately. You know, it's, it's a marketing campaign, and that's all about discipline and sticking to the times when you've got to reach out to those individuals, and it's got to go in your calendar. It's got to be a time okay. set to do. What, 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 a final question: What what kind of messages are you sending out to this talent pipeline? What are you, what are you sending them? I'm say, hey, we haven't heard from you for some time. I just wanted to stay in touch. I would pick out some very recent and interesting and relevant news about the business, an article, and I'd send that over to them, something like that. Or I'd be a bit more bespoke, you know, if I particularly saw somebody that I knew a lot about, I would, you know, bespoke it to them. But it's quite, it's a hard job. It's a full-on project, and sometimes you have to automate it a little bit. Otherwise you're not gonna get anywhere. Uh-huh. Do, do Americans know what bespoke means? Because you're the first person I've ever heard use it in, in real life, okay? Uh, I know bespoke it's bespoke. Is custom- Custom made, okay, That's yeah, right. like a tailor. Yeah. Okay, so, so now, you, now you heard what Phil does. You heard what Phil does. Do you do the same thing? Yeah, so we have a. I, we, I had a drip campaign built up in our in our African tracking system, and and you know I would just on a monthly basis shoot out some email content about why some new thing that we're working on, uh, and then uh-huh. if on the agency side, when I was on the agency side, I would literally just send emails every other week to you know. Um, 30 of my, you know, hiring managers of my, my clients and yeah. send them like information about, you know, MPC candidates that are, that are, that are looking or that okay, I found. But no, that Phil, would be interesting Phil sends out industry information. You weren't doing uh, anything like, you're not doing anything like that, right? It's about your company. No, my, yeah. My, mine was more targeted about our company or our candidates and why they would be a good fit. Essentially. And okay. then that would I got to do, I got to do some ads. Okay. I got to do some ads. You're supposed to be reminding me, Phil, uh, not Phil, about, you're supposed to say, Hey, isn't it time for you to do an ad? Okay. You guys got to have coffee. Yeah, do an ad. Okay. Do an ad. Okay. Hey coffee. everybody. Hire tool. H I R E T U A L. It's the super duper sourcing tool. It's everybody's favorite. Yeah. There's other good ones. Yeah. People are using other sourcing tools, but, this is the one that everybody's raving about all the time, okay? You go there to hire a tool. You put your search parameters in in normal English. The machine creates a search string for you, and then it searches a ton, a ton of websites. That saves you a lot of time. Michael Krauss told me that. It, he's, a, he's a real sorcerer, and he said it saves him hours. So anyway... Hire tool. It's uh, they're very famous for their contact information as well, and you can check that out for free. Go to hiretool.com, H-I-R-E-T-U-L, and uh, download their free Chrome um, uh, extension. T-U-A-L. T-U-A-L. Didn't I say that? What did I no, say? No, no, you left out the A. What? Did, yeah. H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. Okay, thanks, uh, Peanut Gallery. The, the animal crew came through. Okay. You're welcome. Anyway, go there, check it out, download the, the app, and see if it gives you the personal and professional contact information you need. And uh, our, our guest today, Bao Lei, okay, he was uh, talking about ATS. And you know what? One of the top ATS makers is a sponsor of this show, PC Recruiter. Okay. PC, you know, there's all different kinds of recruiting. There's uh, direct recruiting, there's executive search, there's contract, you know, and, and all the recruiting softwares are going to tell you, oh, we well, do everything. They don't, but PC Recruiter does. It is good for every kind of recruiter and every kind of recruiting. And I always like to refer to our good friend Nick Mazur. I can't remember if Nick was ever a guest on this show, but he says, I demoed a ton of systems 
And PC Recruiter has the most robust set of features. Other products do one or two things better, but overall, I think this is the best. We do multiple industries and four different types of searches. I find it very versatile. So go check it out at PCRecruiter.net. And you know what? It doesn't impose a workflow on you. You can configure it to do what you want it to. And if you don't know how to configure it, call them. They'll help you. Okay. Michael G. Cox, I'm not going to ask you what you're using in your new Zagworks business, okay? Keep it to yourself. <laughs> unless unless you're yeah, using one of my sponsors, brain. okay? Don't. Okay. Bow, <laughs> we've only got 15 minutes left. I got tons of uh, – I got uh, – Tons of questions. Is there some topic that, you know, that's a pet peeve of yours or something you're really enthusiastic about that you want to talk about? I mean, I would say I'm really enthusiastic about, you know, creating sustainable talent pools by reaching and, and, and these, these are all big ass buzz, buzzwords that you hear. But what I'm really looking after is, you know, how can we as TA people, you know, reach out to underserved or underrepresented communities? Um, you know, I think, you know, from my background, I, you know, I, I, you know, I didn't go through the traditional like college education, get a job. You know, I went from get a job, then go get a college education. And, you know, I have in the, in the, you know, in the aspects of, you know, recruiting and finding people and going to career fairs in, in underserved communities, you find really smart people, but they lack the bare basic methods to applying for a job. Most of them don't have email addresses, you know, they don't have access to computers, but they're really smart coders and developers, but, you know, maybe they learn, they, they're self-taught. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Now you're starting to babble. Someone's a good coder who doesn't have an email address. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, like you can be a good coder and not not have an email or not have access to a computer at home to access your email address. Like I'm talking about people who are like, who don't have jobs or do, don't have access to quality programs. So, well, what you know, about if, the library? If, okay, if someone's interested in getting a job and doesn't go to the library and use a computer there to set up an email address, are, are they smart like you're claiming they are? Yeah, hey, I mean, Michael, they're, they're I'm smart, not at the library today. Somebody talking to me? <laughs> it was Kendra. I'm not at the library using the computers today. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh, you just want to announce that you're here. Okay, Kendra, you you have a chance to talk. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to come in and back up a bow on this or save it for another one? Okay. No, I no, wanted to um, highlight a point for bow. What? Sorry? I can't get through. It's not working. I hear you, but uh, you just you know you're mumbling. Yeah, okay, you're eating something, or I don't know. Okay, yeah. I can hear you well. I can hear you pretty well, Kendra. Don't get so excited. You sounded good. You sounded good. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, Do you want to say anything? Yes or no? Do you want to say something? Yes, yes or no? Uh, maybe um, she's not coming through that good. I can't hear. Now you're going in and out. Okay. Sorry, Kendra. <laughs> hey, here. Okay. So, Bao, thanks. Thanks, Kendra, for trying. Okay. But, Bao. Wow, Kendra's heart is in the right place, okay? She wants to help you. But you tell us, so how are you helping these people who don't have email addresses? What are you doing? Okay. You know, that's the thing. I I, I'm, I'm, I haven't done anything, so I'm just running through these thoughts in my head about you know, okay, reaching yeah, out to – Okay, yeah, forget it, okay? Um, I don't uh, care. What, if you, well, you're just, you're just talking, you know, rambling. You're not in a bar. Animals, the world needs dreamers. Keep it up, Bow. We need guys like you. Not on a show. Yeah, I'm gonna find, Not on a I'm show. This is like how to, to reach out to people. Okay. Okay. What about Latinx? Since since we're talking about uh, 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 that kind of stuff, what about Latinx? Is that inclusive or imperialistic? You know, there's a big controversy about that. I'm sorry. Can you, you use that, that term? I didn't hear that part. What? What term? You mean you mean Latinx? Yeah, I thought it was Latinx. Latinx. Yeah. Dude, don't even get started on this crap if you don't even know what you're. Jeez, Latinx. Okay. Yeah. Well, it, it looks reads like Latinx. L A T I N X. Bow, you don't know what it is. It's it's. Well, I just uh, have to Google it right now. It's it's, it's relating to people of Latin, Latin American origin or descent. 
Yeah, okay, I'm passing well, on. I'm moving on. Jerry Jerry says don't talk about it, okay? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Come on, man. Okay. Okay. Uh, Val, you also you also pointed me through your Twitter account to uh uh an article that said good recruiters are good salespeople and they prove their pitches with stories, okay? Uh they use yeah. the stories as proof points. Proof points for prospects. Uh, do you have? Do you tell stories when you say, "Look, this uh, my company is going to do this for you," and I'm going to tell you a story about a guy who joined last year, and this is what's happened to him. Do you actually do that? Yes. Give me an example. All the time. Yeah. Give me an example. I, so I, I I was recruiting a QA candidate, and uh, you know I said, "Hey, you know, just so I know, we have." you know, opportunities for advancement within the organization. I hired a senior QA person last year, and within three months, he was promoted to team lead. Three months after that, he was promoted to team manager because the opportunity was there, and he was doing the work. And that helped uh-huh. solidify that candidate to move from Austin, Texas, to come join, you know, my, my previous company as a QA. Uh-huh. If I was the candidate, I would say, okay, Bal, that's one story. Uh, do you have any other backups, or is that like a one-off kind of thing? I mean, I don't want to – I mean, I have, other, I, I have other backups. I, you know, I, I, I have – we have other stories about you – know, I'll tell other stories about how our CIO, you know, who started out as the, the PA to the uh-huh. personal assistant to the CEO nine years ago, and, you know, through the aspects of the company growing and acquiring other companies, you know, we basically put her on a put her on an airplane and said, "Hey, go over there and open up the office in Copenhagen, or go open the office in Managin, Colombia." And you know, she took upon these projects and went out and sourced different lawyers and did all the aspects, and then you know, basically promoted herself all the way up to Seattle. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So, what about culture? Do you do you say this is our culture, and I'm going to give you some examples to to illustrate it? Do you do that with culture as well? The culture was a really hard one. Um, our culture traditionally was performance-based. So, you know, we, we talked about kind of like what that performance-based. So we talked about kind of, you know, how or how our organization, you know, rewarded people based on their individual performance. Uh, we talked about, you know, how people work, uh, the work style and the communication style. And that kind and of And you didn't have any, you can't come up with a story to explain, you can't come up with examples for that stuff? Well, we can, but usually it's mostly on the fly about, you know, what my personal experience has been working with the company. So I always, uh-huh. you know, people tell me, ask me like, well, what, what, what's your culture at your, like at, at your level? And I say, well, my culture is, you know, I work, I work directly with the executive. So I have a lot of visibility in, in what I do, but, you know, uh-huh. from a, from a generalized culture, we talk about, you know, how inclusive it is. Like, you know, you don't have to worry about making an off comment and have to fear for your job. You know, like that's our organization okay. is. You know, you can speak freely, right? James James Demore would be happy at your company, right? Yeah, you forgot he probably, who he was he already. He's be. the guy who got he's the guy who he's got the, fired guy from, got from Google. Got okay, here's here's yeah. another question from your list. What's the most challenging role you've ever recruited for? Do you remember that search? Oh yeah, it 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 wouldn't sound like it that would be very challenging. I mean, I did have a very challenging role recently before I left Genius Sports, and it was a it it was a just a senior accountant for us. Um, the requirements were crazy because they wanted a CPA even though they weren't really doing any auditing. Um, they had to have some I, IFRS um, international accounting, you know, experience to be, to be able to work with a London-based organization. And it took me about nine months to find this person. And it took like three agencies to, to, to support me. But I, in the end, I didn't find the candidate through an agency or through even a job board. I found them in our elevator because there was an accounting firm located two floors below me that, that was a London-based accounting company that only worked with London-based organizations operating in L.A. And we just had a conversation. And I was like, well, what do you do? And he's like, well, I'm an accountant. I'm like, oh, do you like sports? He like sports technology, sports data. I gave him the elevator pitch, invited him upstairs to our office. We had a conversation, and the guy accepted the job. And it it was took great. you nine and the, and months to fill the job, and then you just filled it by a fluke, not through your skills? Yeah, the whole time, the guy's right down the hallway. Wow. Exactly. He's like right downstairs. He's getting lunch, and I'm like, I got. I, I, just, I had a random conversation. I'm like, oh, what would you get from the lunch truck? And it's like, oh, damn. 
So maybe I should employ maybe I should, I should employ my, my old sourcing days where I sit in front of lunch trucks and pass out my my pass out my my, my yeah, business some people do it. Okay, okay, up. we're getting close to the end. Functional experience. There's a big discussion this week about that. If you would have been an accounting, an accountant yourself before you took on that search, do you think it would have gone better? Does functional experience, having come from a profession yourself, uh, make you a much better recruiter? I, I think intuitively, yes, it's 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 true. But people, recruiters are arguing up and down that that isn't a requirement to be a good recruiter. What do you say? I think asking the right questions and having the right managers give you, you know, some key items to look for would make you, would separate a good recruiter from a not so good recruiter. So I'm going to agree with Amy Miller on this one, you know, is working with your hiring managers to understand what you should look for, what kind of cues you should look for, what kind of wording you know, on buzzwords. Okay, good. that's like a that's a standard buzzword recruiter. Here's what Martin Burns said. Although I gotta admit, he sure backed away from Amy fast enough when she came after him. Here's what he said. He said, he said, um, he he does surveys. He's a consultant and he does surveys of hiring managers. And they'll say, I like it that the recruiter used to be an underwriter or a developer or a marketer uh, herself or himself because they know what to look for better than other recruiters and that saves me time and they know what to look for that others might miss so they're really good at spotting diamonds in the rough i'm going to say i agree with that it obviously has to be true the thing is someone who has that skill they might lack some of the other skills that uh maybe are even more important, like like you and Amy are saying. But Sharon D. Clark, who was on the show just a couple of weeks ago, she says it's absolutely absurd to think that you have to have a nuclear scientist to become a recruiter to recruit nuclear scientists uh, you know, as well themselves. And I have to say well, that sounds true to me. I don't think it's me. required, but I don't think it's required, Animal, but if you had a nuclear scientist turn out yep. to be, you know, goes and becomes a recruiter, he's certainly going to have an advantage. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but aren't those yeah. guys kind of pinheads and they won't be able to talk to anybody? They won't may want to make a phone call or whatever, Mike? I, I don't know. That's my uh, I'm issue. I'm just saying if a nuclear dude went out and did that, he would have an advantage, all on the things nu- being equal. Nuclear dude. Mike, you have that professional lingo down pat. Let me tell you that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bow. What time is it? Okay, uh, we got two minutes left. That's tap another ad. Tap another ad. Do you need the ad or what? <laughs> I'm reminding you. You want to do ads? No, no. I, I did all the ads. Dollars. I done the ads you already. The ads? Okay. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I like you. I, I, you're a nice, relaxed, casual uh, guest, and we didn't get to that many questions, so you, you can come back. Do, but do, is there do anything else I should? Somebody. We want one more oh. ad. I want to do okay, sure, Michael G. Cox. Who's Michael G. Cox, do it, do an ad. Okay, I want, I want to do an ad for the people who come to the show. Okay, Michael G. Cox, he's Ooh. the boss yeah. at a a hot new recruiting agency called Zag Works. Z or Z A G, separate word W O R X. Is there any kind of elevator pitch that you've prepared to not embarrass yourself, but to make you sound good? You want to say anything else, I Michael? Think anything Chicago? I do on this show will be embarrassing, but that's okay. All I do is sales recruiting, uh, and I'm doing it. Okay. Uh, I've got uh, a couple clients that I'm working on in Texas and Oklahoma and New York. Okay, I'll do a better ad for you. Michael G. Cox has been calling this show for years, and he is a smart guy. I can always count on him to back me up or say something, to disagree with me, whatever. Okay, but he's smart. Yeah. I endorse him. Okay, and what's your phone number there? Okay. Bow, are you happy now? Do you want to do an ad for yourself, Bow? Anything you'd like to plug? Perfect. No. Anything you'd like to plug? You can spell works correctly, and you'll still get to the same place. Oh, you are so smart. (laughs) You are so smart. You've got some meta tags on Google, then. (laughs) Yeah, I would never call my company W-O-R-X anyway, because it's just not intuitive. You, you, You have to go with bland. You, you know, when you've got a brand, yeah. it's better. You're better off with bland. Don't you agree, Bow? Back me up on this. Come on. Definitely. Back you definitely need a brand. 
you, you definitely need yeah, a but you want to be at a party. You want to be at a party, and you say, "This is my company name," and it's so easy, the person's going to remember it. Oh, Zag works. What's how do you spell that? You know? Yeah. Hey, animal. When way. was the last time yeah. you were at a party? When was the last time you were at a party? <laughs> Uh, just, just a side trivia. I can always count on Jer. Okay, Jerry, do you want to do an ad for anything? Jerry, Jerry's got a very good no. uh, Facebook group. It's called Recruiters Who Actually Make Placements. I encourage everyone to join. They've got a ton of engagement from very smart, very active recruiters there. Anything else you want to plug, Jer? No, no. Come see my band play this uh, Saturday night in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Okay, Phil. Phil over in London. Phil right. in London. Do you want to plug something? SynchroEurope.com. Phil, do you want to plug anything? I can absolutely 100% assure you that my target audience is definitely not listening. <laughs> huh. Sounds okay, like Phil needs a friend. A that's a plug for me. Bao Lei. B A O. Space L E. Thank you! Something faster there. Here we go. Something is not right.